Ready to go. All right. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to Shoots with Coops with my good friend Hashem from Pushing Film. My old friend hey everyone. Hashem, who is a Perth boy as well. Some of you don't know. Some of you Perth crew are watching. Hashem's originally a Perth boy. Born um, in Perth. And part of a continuation of the rant series, I'm hoping I wanted to start incorporating podcast style things. Me and Hashem have done a few talks on his channel um, of the last couple of years, um, several recently in the last six months or something. So it's time to put one on this channel um, and kick off. Uh, I don't know. I still can't figure out how I'm going to call it the film, the film rant podcast, whatever it is, the rant, the film rant, the, the future will tell the future will tell, but essentially, yeah. hopefully this is episode three. It will be. Um, Maybe audience can suggest a name. Well, I would hope people you can could, suge yeah. suggest a name. Um, and then I can even, you know, I just would like to, with essentially like this, my my saltiness and verbal diarrhea <laughs> with someone else talking about film shit, carrying on, um, is quite entertaining. I've had so many people, not heaps of views on those rant videos, but a lot of people, and thank you to everyone who has, reached out and sort of been like, it was hilarious. I love it. The honest opinion. It's very refreshing. Thank you so much. And the views are low. They're like a thousand views each, but more people have reached out in comparison to the higher number of videos. So I appreciate everyone who's doing that. So obviously people are enjoying the, the grumpy coop or the swearing, the softness. People like relatability and it's, yeah, like I get the same thing numbers wise yeah. with those conversation videos, yeah, yeah. but they're just enjoyable. You get to share your opinions and mm -hmm. learn as you go. So today's top Diar diarrhea with coops. Diary with verbal. Wait, how about chats with coops? Because it shoots with coops. Shoots with coops. Chats, with, chats coops. with coops. Yeah. Chats shoot, with... shoot the shit with coops. And shooting the shit. Like... Shooting the shit with coops. Yeah. Something like that. Shoots. Shooting shit with shoots with coops. Something stupid. <laughs> yeah. Something like that, mate. Shooting the shit with shoots with coops. That... How do we get onto diarrhea and shit? I don't shits? know. <laughs> already. It's All only a like sudden, a few minutes in. I know. Man. I know. We're already getting there. But today's topic we're going to talk about, because I suggested it to Hashem. Um, last week or a week and a half ago um after a spell or spurred on the street taking some street photography and that is essentially just morality and ethics um with street photography and you know being a decent human being not being a piece of shit not being a jerk on the street when it's the right time to take a photo of someone when it's the wrong time to take a photo of someone and having Hashem who's done a lot more street photography than me and who's a better street photographer than me. Um, and you've also been in more places. You've traveled so much more than I have. I'm very limited in travel wise. Um, and the last time we were in Europe was so many years ago that street wasn't like high on my to shoot list. So I wasn't, you know, I was in, um, in London, didn't really shoot any street in Paris, barely shot street, shot a little bit of street, but barely. Um, whereas you've been just recently through the middle East, but you've been, you shot a lot of street in a lot of places so you've got more of an insight into different cultures and different parts of the world in what the rules might be in taking photos and whatnot uh, or how people react sure yeah i wouldn't call myself as well traveled as many others but then i, I know what you mean there's a bit of this law there's etiquette there's kind of just the general reading of the crowd and those are all things that I'm looking. I mean, because you could talk about this topic for ages. Oh yeah, we could carry on. It's, yeah. it's a loaded. So I've got really a couple, topic. couple points and things mm -hmm. to to try and keep us on track. Well, just just a couple discussion points to essentially start. So what essentially what peaked it for me is I saw possibly the perfect photo, um, and I almost plugged it into when it's going to go into one of those AI photo generators and type it in to actually see what it would have looked like because I never took the photo. So walking down one of the malls in the city and there was an older gentleman with a checkered flannel shirt, so typical Aussie, but he had his right foot um, was he's, you know, st on a, a, a bench. So he was, you know, st standing on one foot, you know, leaning on his front knee on his bench, had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. So essentially he's kind of like this on the bench, cigarette hanging out like that, one foot up, but he only had one arm. So he had the cigarette in the one hand and on the other arm he had like cut off the the flannel really short and he had this stump sticking out and it just like obviously you see someone with one arm and it catches your attention straight away and i thought wow and i and i sort of made the move as if i'm going to come past and i had the um like i was saying you picked up a 24 mil which is just like so wide it's just like scary wide you've got to get so close had the 24 mil on the fm3 
so I had to get super close. And then it's not that he noticed me, but I just sort of stopped and I was like, why am I taking this photo? Is it because, yeah, he's got one arm, that's what, and his pose and the cigarette and everything's attracted to me. But because he's technically disabled, you could say technically, legally, am I taking advantage of him for wanting to do that? And that's sort of when I just stopped and I didn't take the photo and I walked away. And that's sort of what sparked this conversation. And that's sort of leading into that with that point is sort of like taking advantage of people with street photography and how the people don't really talk about it, I suppose, these days. Like, why are you taking mm -hmm. those photos? You know, is it just for social media? Are, do you, you know, are you taking advantage of someone? You might not even think you are. You know, kind of what are your thoughts on, on the matter? Well, on that particular matter, let's say it is not necessarily a disability, but actually... Joel Meyerowitz, one of my favorite street photographers, actually has spoken about this in one of his books and he'll refer to something like that as like an infirmity, some kind of injury or yep. maybe disability. Uh, and, and I think one of the most important things that we'll probably get into with this conversation is being able to read the situation. Like let's say it was that versus just someone who's uh, just being pushed out of a hospital on a wheelchair and they, they look, you know, like they've really just had a tough time or, or something like that. That's maybe a little bit more difficult, but then in my opinion, at least, why is it any worse to take a photo of, you know, this gentleman that you're talking about than to pick out someone who has something that's perceived as a positive trait, like they're dressed really well or they're beautiful or whatever. Uh, why is it not, as worthwhile to acknowledge this person I, who, to be so they've lost an arm you know what i mean i've never i've, I've just you've just sideswiped me i've never thought of that because yeah, yeah you go oh you know you might take a photo of someone and go you know your look your fashion i thought it was fantastic can i take your photo you know i love your tattoos can i take your photo i love your shoes whatever the case is i've used that time and time again on the street i've never put it in that aspect saying well technically stand out and i think he looks great even though you know it's for something on the other end of the spectrum yeah that's that's a, a fantastic point and it's um, completely subjective as well like yeah. to me i'm more attracted to these pe people that show some kind of experience or character on their on their person and not something that's just superficial like the what they're wearing like if someone has a scar or an injury or a certain characteristic in the way they present their face their wrinkles whatever it is see that coops getting you know fucking digit. <laughs> um yeah like I'm trying to, I'm looking over at my bookshelf because actually if anyone's watching or listening and is interested, Joel Myritz actually has a, a little mini street photography guide kind of book and he has a section on this and his opinion is very similar in that he has no problem taking that photo. Obviously, I don't think he would do it in any old situation, but I think it would be unfair not to, uh, to take a photo just because you're like, oh no, I won't do it because of... Um, whatever injury this person had. Yeah. But on the other hand, if someone, like, let's say it's just homeless uh, person on the street. That's where I there's always There's no story go. to no, it. There's nothing. No. And you're, yeah. Exactly. You're just taking it because yeah. it's an easy shot, yeah. but there's nothing behind it. There's no thought oh, process behind you're it. You're right. That's, yeah, that's a different story. I couldn't say it any better. Taking photos of homeless people is just easy. It's easy, but it's, 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 unless you are attempting to raise awareness or you're doing a story or and you're actually following through on it which i think obviously most people don't they just snap the photo they might tell themselves oh yeah it's gonna you know but i would have to say unless you're following through with the subject matter yeah because you can do that well, well yeah, yeah i've definitely. seen that you can you can um, um, get to know the person you can chat to them you can hear their life story you can represent that somehow in the photo you can show some kind of yeah, juxtaposition 100%. or whatever but as long as it's not a cliche and you, you're not just doing it for exploitation or for the easy shot or just to show that I can take this photo. Mm. If you were naturally drawn to this person and you have a, a genuine, genuine like inquisition, like, you know, inquisitive yeah. nature about the situation and then that's what drew you to it, then you take a photo, maybe if it works out. Very that's true. a different story. No, and no. I, I feel the same about anything, you know, whether it's like you're a traveling and it's like an old uh, couple or, or children or whatever, because there's a lot of gray zones that people avoid just because they're a gray zone. Mm. But to me, I want to be authentic. I want to get out there and, and photograph what takes my interest. Definitely. But on, on the topic when we're talking about homeless people, because I made the point, the, the, the exception to the rule could be someone. And again, we're talking about this was done in the, in the 80s or the 90s. So again, there's 
I think access, and we'll get onto that access is better then. But John Free's work, have you, you know, his book he did on all the railway tr- uh, tramps, all the homeless people riding the railways. Yes, yes, that yeah, is, great, great. Oh my God, I know, just, yeah. but he genuinely spent how many, 10 years from where he- I think, Decades, yeah. From where he worked, he would walk down to the railway yards in California or in LA, wherever they are, and just meet people and get their life story and then take a photo and so on. But um, I hope he's still happy and healthy because remember he was he dropped off YouTube a while ago, remember? He was doing that stuff, Dino and Free. Yeah, he's, he's, he's still on. He's yeah, still he on? does Instagram posts. Okay. I don't know if it's his son, but yeah. uh, speaking of which, his book, he released his book not long ago and it looks amazing. It's a collection of that work. But uh, yeah, it, it sucks for it. us down here in Australia because I wanted to get it as soon as it dropped. Oh, the no, shipping is no, no, crazy expensive. I, that's why I didn't buy yeah. it. I found it, I, I saw it, went it, and I thought, you know what? I, I, I didn't, I was like, I can't pay this kind of shipping. I was like, hopefully one of the major retailers here get, yeah, get yeah, it in, yeah. but so far to no avail. I even tried to, to do a group ship here on Discord on my, on my server. Oh, I tried cool. to get a few people together. Mm-hmm. Some were interested. It wasn't enough to just, and then the other thing is he has to charge more. It's not a flat rate, even though on his website, I think it shows up and people have, he's actually messaged me personally and said, like, you let me know, do this, that, but I can't do anything about the shipping. Yeah, because the it's weight, understandable. Yeah, the he, weight costs more. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah, small yeah. production yeah. run. And and I've even had someone in the US who are asked like, hey, can you buy it buy on it. my behalf yeah. and I'll pay you? Yeah. Like I had Chris Visser from YouTube and someone else and almost went through, but then it didn't. And I'm still wanting a copy of his book, End of the Line. So if anyone um, what, <laughs> in the US is need, willing no, to do us it both depends, a favor. Depends how much you want to get from the US. What my dad did years ago, man, dad used to pay for a PO box in Florida or something like that. Yep. There's a company and you pay for a PO box and then things that they normally wouldn't ship, like for instance, you know, me and him have super wide feet and you could never get the good looking New Balance ASICs. So we'd buy them in the US, and they wouldn't ship them to Australia because ASICs are New Balance Australia, you know, at different companies. And you'd get it to the PO box, PO box would send it to Australia. So there's another route, but that probably costs more money. Um, but yeah, his work, as we circle back to it, with it, that great example, people, yeah. you know, of actually being genuinely interested and telling stories with, you know, with the people and following through. And, you know, it becomes, I suppose, it becomes an obsession after it becomes after several years, it just becomes an obsession. I feel like that sort of work, you'd just be drawn to meeting new characters consistently. It's, but you can tell with him, it's a genuine interest. Mm. It's He, he empathizes guy. for oh, these yeah. people yeah. and it's similar to, I think, one of his idols, you know, W. Eugene Smith. Mm. If you've seen any of his stuff or documentaries about him and the work he's done and the photo series in uh, Minamata, Japan, whatever. Yes, he, no, he, no. He really puts did himself you, out there. Did you he really catch like the Johnny Depp movie, or you didn't. I did, I did. did I, yeah, I of course, I had to, I had to. I know because it's photography and it's Eugene Smith, and like I wasn't actually too familiar with yeah. him, you know, really to watch the movie just because it was Eugene Smith. But because it's a photography movie, I eventually watched it, and it's worth a watch, especially if you're into photography and film. I think you know you would enjoy it. Anyone listening would probably find some enjoyment in it. Yeah, that's true. Good um, movie. Yeah. Then, so we're moving on from from that point and we're talking about the the classic because we're talking about finding characters and things like that just before talking about finding characters finding people interesting people bruce gilden a lot of bruce's uh work is definitely centered around eccentric characters i would say he i would say he looks for those especially a lot of the have you caught a lot of his modern stuff that's obviously digital that he's put on instagram these days so it's obviously digital and some of the people are pretty Pretty heavy or, you know, wild looking characters, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. But then his run and gun, shotgun style of street photography, there's that's always been controversial. The flash in the face, you know, what does he shoot with the 20, something, you know, he's got a wide angle, 24 mirror, 20, and, and in that, that headshot close up controversial, which so many people have been trying to emulate um, that off camera flash, flash thing. Even one of my, Favorite human beings, old freaking Joe Greer. I see him doing it. Does he? It's not, yes, it's not, not Bruce not, Gilden no, results, so it's not the same. No, it's not Bruce Gilden results. It's not the, the the more portrait style, but again, it's definitely that, you know. In, it's usually I've, multiple people at uh, action one. movement. I've yeah. got one of those off-flash cables. I'm not ballsy enough to go and start doing that to people. Um, yeah, I think, it's again, it's all about if you're doing it because someone else is doing it because it's mm. authentically what you're drawn to whether it's just the look or that yeah. 
subject. But that in your face style of, you know, and classic, we've all seen Everybody Street. Um, and there's that that section in Everybody Street, I think when they've, the lady says, oh, not here. And he goes, what are you talking about? Not here. You don't mm. understand. You know, and he's on the on the defensive mm-hmm. straight away. You don't own the street. You know, I shoot here. And, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you just go, you go, that really can rub people the wrong way. Give photographers, yeah. street photographers a bad name. Um, so intention is one thing, but I think method is another. Mm. And it, perhaps with everybody's street, you know, he's putting on a show and they're, they're editing to kind of show the controversial stuff to get our interest as viewers. Yeah, you're probably right. But either way, I think you need to exercise some kind of respect out there because even if you have the rights, like let's examine, you know, you got rights versus respect. Yes. It doesn't mean that you have, like you necessarily should like lose respect for other people on the street or act in a certain way that's going to like most likely elicit some kind of reaction or anger. Well, and that's the thing is then you end up getting punched in the face or, you know, you cop a handbag to the side of the head, you yeah. know what I mean? That sort of thing. But, um, well, that could happen even if you have the best of intentions and you weren't even necessarily taking a photo. That's the well, thing about street photography. People which don't is, understand, which yeah. is another moral dilemma. I think that's, that's the reason why I think that, really good street photography is far and few between today compared to 30 years ago or 20, 30, yeah, 30 years ago. Um, and some of the greats is because of that, because people don't want to end up as a fucking Karen or a meme. You know what I mean? And I think there's an inherent distrust of people when they see a camera. I, I personally feel like, I feel like if I'm walking around the street, people will look at me and they, they always look at the camera. They're always staring at the camera and they're probably, mm-hmm. what's he taking photos of? What's he doing with that? Because again, how many videos do you see of people making absolute buffoons of themselves that go viral? You know what I mean? They're probably, you know, and I think that people kind of go, well, are you taking my photo to you know, to make fun of me somehow? Are you going to put it on the internet and make fun of me? Am I going to become a meme? You know what I mean? I could think of nothing. Well, you know, I'd probably think it would be pretty funny if someone turned me into a meme or something like that. But I can see how some people might be like their greatest fear to end up plastered on the... Remember like the early memes from 4chan, like the, you know, the kids playing the, the, the bagpipe, the redhead kid in the... in the. You seen that one? And Maybe, people put a yeah. million things, out, you know what I mean? Like you end up like, you know, immortalized as a meme. I know what you're talking about, yeah. And, you know, just I feel like, yeah, the inherent distrust people have, um, which... I find sometimes is just really counterproductive to getting good street photos because people, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you may see a candid moment and you're going to make your move. All right. I've, you know, I'm zone focused. I pre-focused the lens. I've done my meter like, okay. Um, and I make the move slowly, 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 slowly. That person sees me and starts staring at me. And then you're like, you, you know what I mean? There's been many, many photos where I've essentially probably had the camera like this as in, you know, I've zone focused and I'm ready and then I'll just maybe just keep going. Like they've spotted me and they've given me a dirty look or something. Oh, okay, no, probably not. I'm not going to take that mm-hmm. photo. Um, yeah, yeah. Be, everyone's been there, I think. Yeah. Shot street. But I think that's a good little subtopic to, to unwrap even more is the mindset, uh, predispositions people have, fears that people on the street have uh, and how it varies from from country to country or city to city, or it's a cultural thing. I think it's, it's a result. It's a product of our modern culture. And even if you read back, like, I don't know if you've read that Susan Sontag book where she talks about photography and why no, we do it. And it's like a psychological essay mm. sort of thing about why people take photos and what they mean. And she actually commented a lot on Diane Arbus, for example, who also took photos of what she describes in the book as freaks or whatever, uh, in a similar vein to maybe Bruce Gilden, you were just speaking about. Yep. But a lot of the time, again, it's, it goes back to that empathy. Why is she doing it? What is she trying to expose these people or make fun or is it something else? But then the other side of that coin is what do the, the people on the street as subjects have as a predisposition about why you're taking their photo? Like you said, are they afraid of being put on a, as a meme or something else or being exploited or, or their image being sold or something like that? Because mm-hmm. we're just, we're, it's different. It's a different culture now where we're accustomed to having the internet and cameras surrounding us and all Non-stop. that, but it, it varies from yeah. other, you know country to country as well. Because I feel like you know the day they put a you know a full frame 
sensor in friggin' iPhone, like cameras are done because you just imagine, you know what I mean? If you could get the quality from the iPhone, you know what I mean? This would be the ultimate street photography camera. You know what I mean? Like this just wide angle, you know, you hold it like that, pretend that you're doing whatever you need to do. This would be, you know, but the big camera. you though, that- that's the thing. Like I feel like there's a there's a modality to when you have a camera up and you're you're saying, yes, I am taking your photo and there's an acknowledgement of that that really creates a lot of connections sometimes or particular moments or a way of shooting at least that can create a different result as oh, to doing yeah. it in a sneaky way. And that's why I always love using um, a Hasselblad or an RZ, whatever it's been over the years to do street portraits of people because they see the camera and the waist level finder puts people at ease. I feel like instead of, you know, you're not directly staring at them in the face or through the, you know, through an SLR or a rangefinder, but having, you know, you looking down kind of faced away from them puts them uh, at ease a little bit. Um, Cause I've got a few fantastic um, street portraits that I've taken. Um, I think the most of them were with, with the RZ or the Hassie. Cause again, people were just like, what is that thing? Well, blah, 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 blah. It strikes up a conversation and then you've got that tiny little connection and you can take the photo, um, which you're definitely right. Um, but again, speaking of foreign cultures, because you were much more well-traveled than I, um, and you've been to Japan a few times now, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So photography and, and the Japanese, it's very different, isn't it, to, to the rest of the Western cultures? Like it's a very, in, photography is pretty ingrained within that culture, isn't it? Like it's a lot easier. Yeah. I and mean, people don't question what ways. you're doing with a camera on the street a lot of the time. Well, is that, is they, that the case? Sure. They, they may and they can. It never happened to me, but I've heard stories. And it, it's not so much that they don't question it because it's it's so common. I don't think street photography is actually more common per capita or whatever. In oh, Japan, okay. it's just that the Japanese as a culture are probably less likely to create a confrontation or to, to lose face or, mm. or, or to... to start a situation they're more likely to just ignore just you just ignore you and let you do your thing. whatever as compared to an average cross-section of people here in mm. melbourne or sydney or whatever do you know what i mean so the western culture it's more of a mindset thing yeah and maybe some of it is to do obviously with like the proliferation of, of cameras and tech there that came in earlier but yeah it's it's really subtle there's a lot of nuance to it from culture to culture so you know people will make blanket statements which i, I don't like doing because then it it can and will backfire a lot of the time. Do you say that, yeah, you go to this country and you'll be fine. No one cares if you take a photo. Mm. Someone goes and does that without any precaution. And then well, I've actually yeah. had this, heard this happen. Like someone had recently gone to Lebanon of all places because they, they saw my video and they obviously yeah. asked me for advice because, you know, I'd been there and, and um, I won't name the person because I, you know, he, I haven't asked his permission to share the story, yeah. but I had a great time shooting there and I said, people are friendly as a general statement. And then I, even in one of the videos, I said like in general and whatever, but then he had a situation where some kids took his camera and chucked it on the ground and broke it, basically his Mamiya or some camera that he had. Um, But then that, that could happen anywhere. And then you have to understand that, yeah, you could be in a certain country and there's, um, you know, like in Lebanon, there's a lot of hardships and immigration and refugees and and like street kids are just a different breed to what you might have in another country. And if you just roll the dice enough in any country, you could have something bad happen. Yeah. Um, Then you could say, yeah, Japan's great. Everyone's so polite, but it doesn't mean you might not get in trouble. No, that's true. You you could have the police pull you aside and ask you questions while you're taking photos. I do remember... um, Samuel, as in Samuel Street Life, um, mm-hmm. Sam said on his channel, he was talking about Hamburg because he's, you know, half German mm-hmm. and Japanese. He was saying how bad it is. I remember multiple times him talking about how bad it is in Hamburg in Germany with taking people's photos and the way people react and like how yep. difficult it was specifically. So, you know what I mean? I suppose it's, it doesn't matter where you go. Um, and that could have well, just been yeah, a blank. I have statement. heard that about Germany. Yeah, well... I mean, well, there's tendencies. There's yeah, definitely tendencies. Yeah. Like people, I have from everything I've heard is because of also the laws are different. That yeah. shooting street in Germany is a very different story to going to uh, like Thailand or or wherever. Like people are really yeah. more chill and don't, don't really care as much. Yeah. And uh, I think so. There's yeah. definitely tendencies and laws and and cultural differences. And I think with- like there's certain ways. I would, yeah, when I'm shooting in South Asia, if I'm in um, when I was in Nepal or in Bangladesh or somewhere like that. I go into a different mode altogether. Yeah. And it's because the street, the world is a different place. So even the way I interact with it is different based on that. 
and what I know about that culture or what I've learned about it as I go along. I'll take photos I wouldn't otherwise take. Speaking about that, that brings up another another point I was thinking about. Do you think when you travel to a certain place, like you just said, you, you went to Nepal and you're in a different mindset about taking photos, do you think you exude that? You know what I mean? Like that, let's say, let's call it uh, confidence or... Um, the, you know, uh, the interest, like you're genuinely interested in this place, these people, um, you know, you're fresh, you're excited. Do you feel like you, you sometimes potentially could exude that and people can pick up on that and feel less threatened by you? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Part of that is because you're there as a tourist. Yeah. Because if yeah. you were there as a local shooting uh, or, or you have some kind of, you know, local connection or mentality, like let's say you, you part-time live in that country like Samuel and you move across... It's different to there to if you're there fresh or as a visitor, as a complete tourist or a very occasional visitor. Because mm. someone could be here in Australia as a tourist and they probably have a little bit more leeway or a different uh, mentality or they're more relaxed or inquisitive. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not to say that you know, the, the people here would be any different, but they might react differently because this person might be very clearly a tourist, for example. Yep, that's true. That's true. I can just... I can see this is I'm gonna tell you it's funny because you'll find this hilarious, so will everyone else. You see this red mark right there? You can see that? <laughs> yeah. New boom arm. It says no the... no, it says on the box when you open it. I'm just looking at it, I can see I'm like, oh it's getting worse. It says on the box, be careful when you open it because of the spring. What do I do? Open it in front of my head yesterday and just went whack straight in the face, cleaned oh. me up. Absolutely. What, the, it's like a jack-in-the-box. Is a yeah, spring that like jumps a, out of Why? Why do they have that? Pretty much, it just says like when you open it. And I think I instead of oh, because it, it actually because it actually is, is when it's compressed in the box. No. And I'm just like, dang, smack myself yeah, in the head. Yeah. I've been punched in the head Jeez. too many times as well. Thank you. That's why I stopped boxing. <sighs> Hopefully not on the street with a camera though. No, no. And that's one yeah. other thing. Um, we can <laughs> we can go into that now and talk about. I know there's people out there who have had genuine. Uh, genuine physical confrontations and that's happened when they've been out taking photos um mm -hmm. whether a member of the public you know whether they had to defend themselves or they had to run from the situation like and i think that can you don't hear too much about that these days again because i feel like everyone's got a phone on them as well so like let's say that did happen people are going to start recording the situation and you know you'd be like hey man like calm down i'm sorry leave me alone people aren't going to take it as far but i do know that um that is definitely something that stops people from taking photos on, on the street um, and maybe in general is that fear of reprisal. Um, yeah. And do you, not probably, you probably don't anymore, but when you started out, because it'd probably be helpful for a lot of uh, people getting on board with, with photography and street photography in general, um, getting over that fear, that fear of, of, you know, fear of reprisals. Okay, if I take this photo, am I going to get busted? Am I going to get in trouble? Am I going to get attacked? Because um, there's definitely a few tips. I'm sure you could lend some tips to, to let people, you know, to sort of help people with that potentially. Yeah, when I started, it was definitely worse and it wasn't even necessarily major reprisal to even just the chance of confrontation or just being seen you know i was terrified of even taking a photo i've said this a lot but even if it was across the street you know i would take the photo and if i realized that they may have seen me or if i think they they might see me i'll either turn away like you were saying earlier yeah or not take the shot or take it but then like walk off even though it probably wouldn't have mattered and then i end up looking more sneaky so that's one tip is definitely try not to look like you're doing something wrong if you're not, if you genuinely aren't doing anything wrong and, and you're not exploiting anyone or, or breaking the, the laws or shooting in a private place, whatever it might be. Try not to let that fear get to you to the point where you end up acting more suspicious because that is probably what's getting someone to then look at you and think, what the hell's, what's this person doing? Uh, there's that element to it. And yeah, even now, years later, there's still fear. I still have that. It's not, again not so much someone beating me up. I've never had any physical confrontations from shooting street, but what I'm afraid of is upsetting people. I don't want, cause I've had maybe some reactions where it's been a semi angry reaction. Even if it's been extinguished, I don't like the feeling of having upset someone or having a confrontation that was unnecessary, especially when I'm out there trying to have a good time and I want everyone else to have a good time. And to a certain degree, you can't predict it. You can, I can give you all the tips 
you know, the one I mentioned earlier is probably the most important mm. one is if you're not doing anything wrong, don't act like it. Just be confident in what you're doing. Smile, uh, interact. Uh, we can go into more that, more into that later. But at the end of the day, you might just get really unlucky one day. And I know that this might happen to me. I just might have the wrong person who actually seemed fine or seemed happy or maybe wasn't even involved with the photo. That's mm-hmm. what happens a lot. Sometimes they weren't even the subject of your photo, but they're a, an onlooker, bystander. Yep. And they're the ones who, who come and have an issue with. I've had that happen more than anything, actually. Even in Italy, you know, I that was one of the places that I found people were angriest about street photography. Mate, that's because, I, yeah. that's because, and I'm going to say this, and this is a, a blanket statement. I don't care if it backfires. Italian, it was, an, it ta- was it a man? Italian men? Yeah. Italian yeah. men are wankers. Mate, they're just like proper. A lot of them, a lot of they are genuinely not very friendly people. Well, that you know, I had plenty of friendly interactions too. I I know so many rude, abrupt, and as I say, blanket statement. Not everyone's like that, obviously, but I can see that happening in Rome a lot. Probably one because it being such a tourist and tourist mecca globally they're probably sick of, people, sick of people doing the same thing over understandable and over again. yeah but then yeah. i do know some pretty um not rough but just like pretty pretty not nice italian men who aren't the most friendly sure people. sure but yeah. I, I still think that you know that you could have someone else out there who's had completely different experiences but then they'll say you know like aussies are like this or whatever oh mate aussies can you imagine what people say about us about like oh you know what all you've got to do is go through the comment section on some of my videos and people telling me about how i sound uneducated um redneck bogan yobba mate just the the very um mean people they definitely think we we sound that but then as you were talking before you're talking about people and and i said would say that your response to some situations like you want everyone to be happy, I want to be happy, everyone having a good time. Um, and when people think that you've taken a photo and you know, you've had people do that, I've had that happen, but I've definitely got a different reaction to you. I had one recently. I was walking through Fremantle. Um, when I shot one of the videos with me and Ted, Friday Street with Coop and Ted. So I had the baby in his buggy pushing them and we're walking past and I was taking some, some photos, of um, an old record store. This dude walks past me and he actually says, what are you doing with those photos? I said, what? I said, what do you mean? Mm. What are you doing with those photos? And I said, I'm just, just taking photos. I'm just street photography. Um, we're going to have to pause one second, sorry. I'm going to have to let the whinging dog out of the garage. No, that's all right. Sec. Go for it. No. Out you go, please. Out you go. I think she hears the postman. Um, but this guy, what are you doing with those photos? Nothing, just, you know, just for fun. It's a hobby. I'd say straight photos, it's a hobby of mine. Like, you better not be taking my photo. You better be... And he gave me like very stern like that. You better not be taking my photo, like real shitty look. And I just, I actually was just like, I actually looked at him and gave him like, I said, fuck off, mate. And he's like, what? And I was like, I just said to him, I said, fuck off. And I had a go at him. I said, who do you, you know, what do you think you're real brave? You're going to talk to me like that while I'm, you know, with my son, with the baby, taking, just having fun, having like, you know, leave me alone, fuck off, go away. And then he kind of walked off and just was mumbling things under his breath. But um, I think that's just my different mentality to yours. Whereas I feel like on the street, if I'm doing street photography and somebody wants to push me and be a real jerk about it, shots fired, I don't hold back. And that's not a good way to handle 95% 95% of the situations on the street that you come across, I would say. Well, I'm really glad you brought that up because that's probably the most common type of confrontation that I've ever had mm. is something like that. And and let me kind of tell you my experience because it's, it's a really interesting approach or reaction. And in my experience, I've had maybe reactions that have been similar to yours. And oftentimes it is a shop owner or someone who pops out and said, what, what are you doing with those mm. photos? Why are you taking a photo of my shop or something like that? That's where people can be sensitive. And I'm not going to lie and say that like I've never had a reaction similar to yours, maybe not word for word, or the, but it could have been in the same vein where I got upset because of the way they were really aggressive or attacked me about it without even coming and approaching in a friendly way and saying, Hey, I'm just wondering, you know, like I saw you taking a photo of my shop. Why that? Of course, if that man had come out and approached you that way, you would have reacted differently. Yeah. hundred percent. And again, yeah. it's, the, it's, but then, it's what the tone of that these people yeah. have when they engage you. Like if someone's genuine, like, Hey mate, you know, Oh, what are you up to? Um, sure. Had a guy 
literally well, three or four weeks ago. One of these, an old house around here near me in Gwellup, and it's one of the original block, huge, beautiful old rundown house. Taking photos, neighbour pops his head out. He said, oh, so can I ask you what you're doing? And I just walked over. He was an old man. He would have been 90 years old. And it turns out it was his house and he still had the block. And I was just super polite. I loved the house and, you know, it was all good. But yeah, you're 100% right. How they talk to you definitely affects your reaction. Hmm. But then the, the important lesson, I think, from that is that when I've reacted in that way that I felt attacked and they continued to be aggressive and then I chose to be kind of like... Well, I'm not. I'm just taking photo, or whatever. And then I, I didn't try to defuse the situation, and I might have just, you know, left and had a sour result from it. I don't end up really feeling very good. And if let's say that guy walks off mumbling, you know, mm. sure, you're, the way you reacted obviously made him realize that maybe he went a bit too far, and that you weren't doing anything wrong. You're just out there with your son taking photos, and he kind of went a bit too far but then he's not going to walk away from that situation that much happier. Sure, no, he might no, feel no. like, well, I'm pretty sure he, he wasn't a cop or whatever and, uh, the guy's oh, afraid no. of. Yeah. But I've had other versions of that situation where more and more now as time goes on, not that this happens frequently, it hardly ever happens, but now I've learned that if this happens, I walk away feeling better if I at least try and extinguish this situation a little bit and I can tell they're angry. They come out, hey, what are you doing? Why would you take this photo? And even if my instinct is to, to be defensive and there might be some element of that, I'll try and be polite and say, Oh, you know, I'm a street photographer. Like, this is what I do. Uh, I, I, what I liked about your shop sign is it has this vintage look to it or something. And I'd like going around taking photos of this, you know, like, um, did, did, did you, were you worried I was from the council or something? Because yeah. for example, that is something that I've had before where someone thought I was from the council uh, and after yeah, a confrontation and a yeah. back and forth, they'll realize like, and they might come back and say, Oh, sorry, mate. You know, like I yeah. didn't, I thought you were, cause we get people come out from the council all the time in a very similar confrontation to what you've described. Mm. But there has been a version of that where the person's come around and be like, well, I'm sorry. And I walk away from that situation feeling better, even if it takes more work and it means you have to stay there and talk to them. Uh, they might not even <laughs> accept that as a reason. They might still be pissed off, but then yeah. at least you've tried. You've tried. At no, least you've 100%. explained yourself. Because yeah. I definitely feel like in those situations, and again, the guy, the example I just gave, I was more defensive and more aggressive because I had Teddy. You know, Teddy's not even two yet, you know, because I had the baby. Understandable. Um, yeah. but and he just come out of nowhere. Well, and, out of nowhere, you know, and just, yeah. just abruptly, just interrupted me abruptly, very aggressive tone, etc. But I find yeah. that, like you were just talking, if you're trying to fuse the situation, you walk around, walk away and you're upset. And, and you know, you walk away, you might have a bit of adrenaline pumping from the situation because you might be a little It might scared. ruin the rest of your session. It ruins the session. But again, yeah. I'm never happy with any photo that I've made and that's been the outcome of that photo. I've, a lot of the time, even if it was a good photo, never looked at the photo again twice because it's just obviously in my head, there's negative connotations, negative experience associated with that photo. So I want to forget about it and move on. Um, yep. So you're right. Definitely trying to make turn a negative into a positive on the street with people. For um, sure. I think nine times yeah, out of 10, yeah. it's a potential result. Mm. Even if you get that person who's just outright set on, you know, yeah. sometimes they just, they want to start something or whatever. Sometimes but then most of the time people you just, can diffuse it. Yeah, they're just, they're just in a bad mood. Like, um, and there's nothing you can do about it. And there's just nothing. And yeah. I, yeah I, there's sometimes... Uh, and I and I I don't I feel like it's not bad advice to give people, but just to say you know sometimes you can't please everyone, and you're just going to have to walk away knowing that that person is furious and you've had to and just try your best to just not let it ruin your day because they're obviously having a really bad day and they're probably trying to take it out on you, um, mm -hmm. because that happens to me with work all the time. Like you wouldn't imagine having all the subway stores. You know, people. I think everyone yeah. knows by now that I'm the sandwich king. Um, but if they don't, you know, hospitality, sometimes I have people just, they're in a foul mood and there's nothing I can yeah, do. And yeah. I get, you know, I get people calling the stores and, you know, as a franchisee, I have to deal with customer complaints all the time. And sometimes there's nothing I can do to make these people happy. It's just like, and I say to them, like, have you, have you had a really bad day? Well, and a lot of times they go, oh, yes. And I can definitely recommend that to someone. If someone's pushing you and pushing you about this, whatever, you know, you talk before we're doing, you say, listen, just say, I'm sorry, but are you having a really bad day right now? And chances are they'll go, yes. And you say, well, you know, don't you think you're taking it out on the wrong person? You know, that's definitely a good way mm. to diffuse a person that gets that aggressive about you taking photos. Yeah. 
I think most importantly is try and understand where they're coming from. Even if the temptation is to kind of react and think, well, they haven't understood me. They haven't seen that I'm here with my son and that they've come out aggressive and all this, maybe try and understand them first, even yeah. though it's, it means putting your own thoughts aside and your own predisposition aside for a moment, understand them first where they're coming from why is he annoyed like uh, i was like oh do people come out and you know take photos of your store yeah. to to sell the images like is that what happens or did you think i was a police officer try and find out why the person's upset because they they have a genuine reason they're not just oh, yeah. upset because they didn't like the look of you even though that might happen and you are a big intimidating dude but that's, um yeah and that's a yeah try and understand negative. them first that's a plus yeah. and, and then then once you've understood them, they're way more likely to listen to your side of the story or accept your side of the story yep. or to, to believe you when you say, hey, I'm just a street photographer. I do this for art. Check out my photos on Instagram. If you just try and approach with your reasoning first, they're very unlikely to accept it if they come out angry. Yeah. If you try and understand them first, then you can explain your side of the story do you, um, and then you both win. It's a win-win situation. Because another, like a, not a branch, but you could almost call it like being on the street. Um, and that's when I'm shooting surf and I'm in the water and essentially I'm doing the same thing as I would on the street. I'm taking photos of people who are coming at me really quick. I'm sticking my camera in front of people as they're trying to surf waves. And it's essentially the same thing. And a lot of times I'll be sitting in my spot in the lineup take those photos of people and as soon as they're paddling back out they paddle up to me and they just like hey man did you did you get that or did you take a photo of me? and I'm like yeah man 100% and the question I get asked all the time and I'm sure you've had it asked before and I'm sure so many other people have had it asked to them on the street is what do you do with the photos and I get it all the time what do you do with the photos and I tell them oh I'm saying this is you know I'm a surfer and a photographer I'm combining my two passions. I just do this for fun. Just I love taking photos of surfing. And that is generally like a 90, 90, almost, I would say 99% of the time that is the best best reasoning. And people just go, oh yeah, he's a surfer. He's tech for, yeah, cool, no worries. Like no dramas. Yeah. And every now and then, if it's a really good photo and someone paddles up, I always go, hey, well, this is my Instagram. Add me and you know, I'll have a chat with you and I'll send you the photos for free, for nothing. I'll send you the photos of you surfing. Um, yep. And they're like, oh, wow, really cool. And that's, you know, that's definitely helped me build some relationships within like the surf community in Perth. Um, but do you find that happens on the street as well? You get, what are you doing with the photos? Why are you taking these photos? What are you going to do with these photos? Well, because I think it a, happens. Lot of, a lot of people don't have a good answer, a rebuttal to that. And if yep. you're on the spot and you're... Um, what am I doing with them? Uh, and you're like mumbling, you look more sinister, let's say, you know what I mean? Like you, you, mm -hmm. you could be doing the wrong thing. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think intention, that's a really, that's one of the things I noted down in my little doc that I have here. But then to answer your question first, I, it does happen, but it's more often in those situations where it's a niche or performance culture kind of thing. Like if I'm shooting skaters or yep. I don't shoot surfers, but I guess that's similar. And of, of course, I think people who are putting on a performance or doing something spectacular, it lends itself to people wanting to take photos of it. And they understand that like, if I, you know, got that wave and it was a cool yeah, shot, yeah. I wonder if this guy got it. So a lot of time they might be asking because they're interested in getting a copy, which is great. And that's a brilliant way to like, to share that interest, give it to the person, uh, send them a copy, give them the Instagram, whatever. Definitely a great but, way to yeah. affirm what you're doing you know what, what I mean? they're doing yeah, yeah again, what you're doing you, what they're like doing what, what they're doing what you're doing makes everyone feel good and it's you know let's mm -hmm. keep going on that merry-go-round sorry for yeah in. yeah but no like it, it might happen on the street and again it, it's more situational so for example during protests if i'm that might happen a lot are you part of the news are you going to give this to the to the opposing you know counter rally or whatever it might be i might be shooting a protest and there's a counter protest and people are there's some kind of uh conflict somewhere so if they think you might be from the other side or you're from the police or you're from like the council or whatever that's when people are afraid they're afraid that you know you're doing you're taking those photos for some nefarious reason or intention and then then they might ask and if you don't have a good answer to that i think maybe it's worth having some kind of that's answer to um, it because you know what speaking yeah. of protests like you were just saying um because i know you photographed a few and there's genuinely a lot more going on in melbourne sydney than there are in perth we have yeah. far and few between um you've been in that situation and people have come yeah. up to you. What is a good response? I mean, because some people may, I know a lot of people, I think, and I've done it in the past as well, like you you have this um, romanticism 
with photographing a protest you know what i mean like i'm going to be you know in the trenches you know like i'm a war photographer <laughs> and taking photos and back and forth like i can you know what i mean i i can understand people's draw to to go and do it but as someone who's yep. photographed a decent amount of them throughout the streets of melbourne what are some good responses that people can potentially um use or you know what i mean or they could um take your experience and build upon it for their specific example yeah well for, for me during protests it really depends but i think maintaining your sense of neutrality like you unless you're there as part of the protest, which is fine, like you're on the team, so to speak, of the people protesting, you can go say that, like, oh yeah, I support this cause and I'm here to document it because uh, I want, it's a, an important issue, maybe. But you might be photographing something where you're not affiliated or supportive or necessarily have any opinion on whatever they're demonstrating. So then they might be afraid, and this could happen, for example, you know, we had these last few years here in the world really oh, yeah. where there were a lot of far-right protests or counter this or whatever and then um oftentimes those characters when i, f I photograph that they might ask you are you a journalist what which news channel are you from are you part of the news are you this or that and then i'm just like no i'm just independent i'm a photographer and I, I try to document history i uh, i think this is an important part of history or future that's, history um, you know no but that's so very then, good yeah. because your 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 that response i think is fantastic whereas i'm um, to document history and i think this is an important part of history that is yeah. solidifying that person's right intention to be w w with still maintaining neutrality yeah yeah I because even if you yeah, disagree with yeah, yeah. some of their cause or all of it you're not going to go and no, tell no, them you're not going to tell them i think you guys are a bunch of wankers and what your yeah. opinion is shit and i want to make fun yeah, of you yeah. like of course that's probably that's not what I, you're you doing know, anyway i think you're but, all yeah. <laughs> bonkers anti-vax you know you know what i mean you could say that whatever yeah. you're, if you whatever side of the fence you fall on yeah but that's definitely that i, I that's i couldn't word it better myself man i think that's fantastic because to as photographers like yeah we, we can't be completely unbiased but no. then you shouldn't you shouldn't be overly biased necessarily unless yeah sure maybe if you're part of the protest or it's a cause you believe in and it's genuine go for it but then you're on their side yeah uh but yeah don't do it just to aggravate or to highlight someone's opinion that your ideology that disagrees with yours because who's to say that yours is any better yeah just because you're coming yeah. from an opposing camp no 100 percent. yeah so then, i just feel as like a photographer yeah, the perfect response to remain maintain yeah. some neutrality yeah, yeah. and then neutrality. on the other hand yeah it doesn't always work I've, I've had during protests where people have reacted and and similar thing they think you're from the news or from a mm -hmm. journalist or yep. they have fears so there were a lot of Iranian protests recently about some of the issues that were going on over there and the injustices yeah, we, in um, Iran and the, had the government a, they have there and whatever. Yeah, I caught a small one, a small one here um, several yeah. weeks ago as well, actually. Um, and they have every right to be afraid because they're protesting an issue that over in their country is a predominant issue where the government is exercising, you know, way way too much in terms of oh, I get people's privacy and rights and infringing why, on i think it's ridiculous freedom yeah i get why they're protesting to go to go political and people. Um, perhaps in another country yeah. the media is representative of of government spies who might you know single people out for protesting and therefore exercise some kind of action against them so i was sensitive to that and i understood yeah. and you know people got angry once when i was there and they were like why are you doing it you know that we could this could happen to us if our government finds out or sees these photos are you posting it to the news and and i try and explain and it yeah. was really hard to diffuse That's the situation no. but i can and sometimes yeah. yeah you get lucky because they find out like oh you know so you're not from this or whatever or finally it just takes one bit of information to reassure them oh you're lebanese that's kind of yeah, yeah you know you, yeah. you you're probably yeah, not well, against us or whatever got, yeah you've got an in and that yeah so then yeah, they're like with, oh sorry you know <laughs> what's well, funny speaking of photography and, and um iranians it's funny yeah because it's it's related if you ever gone back and have you seen the photos of iran in the 60s and the 70s i have yeah it's brilliant i'd love to go there one day like no, no, even no, current day the the what the current government has done and taken over and it, you know mm. what I mean? like it's it's just ridiculous to see how people used to live and how free oh, yeah, yeah, as, far yeah. as, as far as like um out outing events the way people dressed what people used to yeah. do compared to what they like compared to a current you know yeah um, yeah group of folk. that's There's crazy some similarity in beirut yeah. and lebanon as well no, definitely it's, um but again yeah. that's so it's um, unfortunate and i did sympathize and and empathize for the cause that these people mm. were protesting against and i was actually kind of like yeah um, somewhat supportive so I just try to express that it's not 
there's still mostly neutrality because yeah. I can't pretend to actually, I'm not Iranian. I don't really understand the issue as much as anyone Iranian would. But then I was, I thought it was an important issue. And I thought this is definitely a big deal that, you know, when I yeah, shared because... the photo, I used their hashtag. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, so like I tried to, to paint it in a light that wasn't against it. No, it was fairly and neutral. Using your, you know, having your Middle Eastern background, your family background, tying you essentially in a way to kind of can understand that's it. yeah that's that's another topic access but then and, I, it wasn't really yeah, i'm still no. australian by all intentions yeah, yeah. and middle eastern and iranian like it's well, very it's different just, it's for, just yeah. the same but it's the same here you know like mum's greek yeah um you know even though i don't look an ounce i have like an ounce of greek blood in me thanks to dad um, but you know what skip. finding common ground is good but again yes yeah. but again, it doesn't take I, much when you know we had the sort of that financial collapse in Greece, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, you know, like I wasn't, you know, protesting at, you know, the European Union, oh my God, you know, I wasn't <laughs> carrying on like that. But um, speaking of the protest and another thing, do you think, another tip for people, what's your thoughts on little white lies? You know what I mean? Just like, let's say you were, um, yeah. let's say you're in a, because uh, generally I find that we had the protests regarding vaccinations were very heated across the country mm -hmm. over the last couple of weeks. Probably over the, you know, throughout the world, they were very heated. Would you, you know, what are your thoughts on people being like, yeah, you know, you just blatantly turn that little white lie, like, yeah, you know, I'm here to, I support you guys. Like I'm part of this and, you know, like to, it, you know, to get access that way or to get people's permission that yeah. way. What are your thoughts about, you know, about that? Um, it's, you know, it's tricky because we're yeah, you know, yeah, it morality is and photos. It's like, okay, well, I'm lying yeah. to these people, but I'm, yeah, not, I'm, it, I'm not trying to take advantage of them. I'm not. I know gonna, what you I'm mean. Not, you know, I'm not going to take these photos and and blast it and have you know some absurd title to do with whatever they're supporting and how ridiculous I think it is. But I want to take photos of these people to document it. But I mm -hmm. need to lie a little bit about what I believe so they let me in. Mm -hmm. that's some real gray area that's a good one that's i've actually had chats about this before because i have kind of done it i haven't lied about directly saying you know i support oh, no, I've done it. or whatever I've, yeah, with, but in a way yeah little yeah, white I, lie. that's what i mean i think yes you know and i feel and like it has been an ethical dilemma you know i've yes. been shooting protests with a friend for example or whatever and and try to and yeah like in some it is a white lie i, I yeah i can't sugarcoat it yeah i have done it and i have had this discussion and it has been a bit of an ethical quandary later like currently the way i feel maybe future me would feel differently you have yeah. learned better i think it's okay so do i um, that's what i mean feel free to you know if anyone disagrees with yeah. me i think if it protects you from confrontation if you're not bending the, yeah. the truth or lying in an egregious way or outright misleading someone in a way that's going to affect their thoughts going well, forward okay, if it would have been no not, different if you're not going to be profiteering from misery essentially yeah. you're not going to be making a profit off these off lying to people and taking advantage of people but you know you you want to take these photos you want to you want to make good work let's say you just want to make some good work but it, it's going to involve telling a couple of white yeah. lies um you know what i mean i'm because sure, here's the thing i'm sure tell me if we what... spoke to any hardcore photojournalist yeah throughout the last 40 years that'd probably be like oh yeah yeah, we, we used to bullshit all the time. We used to bullshit yeah. our way into yeah. situations and then we'd bullshit our way out of a situation as well. Yeah, you kind of need to sometimes. <sighs> it's part of human nature to try and create relatability where it doesn't otherwise exist. I know this is a th something that I've faced growing up in order to try and to fit in because I've grown up, you know, fairly introverted and not always found relatability and then, or I might have some, but it's not my area of expertise. Let's say I'm talking to someone about... Um, cars or whatever and maybe in order to impress them subconsciously not even conscious i bring up something that i think they would be interested in or know about in order to to feel better about my or to fit in or to yeah, yeah. get a conversation yeah. going or to seem more likable to that person so we do this on a daily basis those are all I, little know, white lies i like, actually did it this morning but it wasn't a white lies it was some customers yeah. in the store to were complaining about motorbikes and motorbike dirt bike crashes and i was like you're talking about dirt bikes not being safe and i was like you know check out this scar here i said you know well that's real that's you real know what i mean but, yeah. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, but sometimes you, you bring something out of your ass and you realize later that that wasn't really true that's not really it's me. kind of just something it felt like i should have said it in order yeah. to impress them or in order to fit in 
and we, we do this all the time. So when I, when I do it in those situations, it's either an extension of that or maybe it is just a white lie and I say, you know, like, yeah, I, I support the cause. I'm not yeah. against it or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's a tricky one. It's it's, a tricky I, one. I wonder what other people think. So do I. I'd be yeah. very curious. Le- I'm le- sure we're going to have some have some people comment that potentially would be on that, maybe say a higher moral high ground than yeah. us. And they would yeah, say, may- no, maybe no, you no. could mark it as a chapter or something because I refuse, I'm really yeah. curious. Yeah, yeah, I refuse I've, to. I've had this conversation. Hmm. And I'd probably continue to do that in situations where it felt natural. Like if my access was on the borderline, it was in the gray zone. And I felt yeah. like I needed that little bit more in order to at least yeah. have that person well, continue doing say, what they're doing. Let's say, um, Pacific, we could go back to the, the um, Iranian protests. And let's say you had the opportunity to go back to, you know, someone's house. Oh, we're all coming back here afterwards. And if you were just a little white lie of, a kind of a bit of a lie essentially like oh yeah you know my you know my my parents are Iranian you know I have Iranian relatives it's so to so, you know oh okay you know what I mean that you know what I mean which is it's a lie yeah. but you know but you still have that Middle Eastern background so cultural you know what I mean like there's obviously some overlap um just like yeah. with with you know for instance me being Greek and Italians there's a whole lot of overlap between the two cultures yeah um well, that, that you could find easy ways to do it. Like yeah. you went to a Greek, Greek festival, but you're Italian. They ask you, oh, are you Greek? Why are you taking photos? This is for the Greek newspaper. And you could say, well, no, but I'm Italian. And we also yeah. love this thing yeah. that you're celebrating, whether it's yes, food or something yeah. that crosses over. So I, I wouldn't go and say, for example, an outright lie, oh, no, I am Iranian or my, yeah, my yeah. parents are, yeah. whatever. I could yeah, say something like, yeah, I'm Lebanese and our government uh, committed some similar atrocities or did something like this. And, I'm not saying this actually happened, yeah, yeah. but maybe find a, a thread that you can tie the two together without pushing that lie in a lazy way. Try and be know. creative maybe. So Definitely. that, I don't know, it's tricky. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Where are we up to on time? I'm just going to have a look. I think, well, we've gone on for a bit Hold longer up, than I thought. Just, yeah. I'm trying but to we've covered a lot of ground. We've covered a lot of ground, actually. Um, I'm out of coffee. So am I. Where's the time? I can't even see the timestamp. I think it's been almost an hour. Yeah. But um, I can't even see. I'm just trying to, I won't see it until after I close all the windows. I was just trying if to you have OBS, it's on the bottom right little recording thing. Um, one hour and, th- well, you know what? It's been an hour, but we, we waffled on for probably 10, 15 minutes to start with, didn't mm-hmm. we? So probably about 45 minutes um, of that. Okay. Do we um... good topics though, man? Yeah, These are all yeah. things that I I wonder about and no, ask that's myself. what I mean. And and yeah. I don't see you know what I mean. Like I personally haven't come across too many because um, I feel like the topic of of and I actually looked it up on YouTube. I typed up street photography and morals and ethics to kind of see what videos have been out there. Then you've got you know like uh, there was a huge what you, you follow Jamie Windsor. Yeah, he actually just yeah the British video. guy. He just put up a video. Yeah, he did. He's been, yeah, yeah, he's sad been, um, man. Yeah, yeah I couldn't upsetting. believe what happened to him. No, yeah. me neither. Um, and then that I was, was I was pissed about the whole lawsuit thing. Bring, man. That uh, got well, that's to me. what I wanted yeah. to bring up as well. I, I just realised I thought this is perfectly for me and Hashem having that conversation today. The lawsuit, and I highly yeah, suggest yeah. people go over to Jamie Winsor's channel and and watch any of his content. Subscribe because his videos are. I wish I could. Great edit. videos. I yeah. wish I could Such a good like video that. maker. And storytelling. <laughs> anyway, but again, essentially, a law firm contacted him. Somebody, um, he referenced somebody's photo in one of his videos that you may have seen. He didn't give any specifics. Essentially, that person went to a law, a law firm. They reached out and essentially, it's kind of a, the way he described it. Copyright scam. Of, yeah, copyright yeah. scam. That's exactly right. It's but litigious. He yeah. was just in a, uh, uh, in a bad way health-wise and just obviously... Um, a lot of things were going on in his life. He just bit the bullet and just paid, just gave in. Just, and, just, and just to make it easy. Make yeah. a goal so and be done with it. Um, yeah. And I know that his videos get a lot of lot of views um, and he's got a huge following. And I think that sort of thing would definitely, like, can, could scare a lot of people. You know what I mean? When you, it when scared you, me. When, when you hear the horror stories yeah. about, I don't know if you heard that, one of the dogs just knocked over the dog bowl, <laughs> rattled everywhere. Um it's scary, and that scares me. I'm watching, I'm going, shit, I'm going. And the first thing I thought to myself was, do I need to go back and double check any of what my- What photos have I referenced? Or my yeah, YouTube videos, yeah. you know what I mean? Someone's going, you know, but at least I kind of go in my head, I go, okay, well, this is definitely him 
educating the public on copyright scams is definitely, you know, I said, hey, well, you know, I had no idea that even went on until I watched that video this morning. There we go. I've just been educated on that to something to look out for, but I can definitely mm-hmm. think, yeah, um, that scared me. That definitely scared me. Yeah, the world's not always a fair place. No, and, um, no. And that goes I back think in, to, in- and you know what, that ties perfectly to, to, to wrap this video up and I'm going to put sure. the website down below for all the Australians out there because um, majority of people watching this probably are Aussie subscribers. Um, the website is www.artslaw.com.au and then it's slash street photography something. Um, I've been referencing this website for, I don't know, for the last five or six years, to be honest, since I got, I would say not serious, but since I took a genuine serious interest in street photography and taking photos on the street, um, I would reference this website a lot because it goes into detail about Australian here and what uh, fair use of people's image and how essentially, you know, people don't have the right to privacy in public places and you legally can take those photos as long as this is a real broad stroke of what I'm covering. As long as you're not using it for commercial purposes and you're not making money um, commercially, then you need model releases, etc. But just like, let's say you can take someone's photo for whatever reason in the street and they can't, if you're not planning to do anything with it, technically you've not done anything wrong and they can't see things like that. But I'll definitely link it. It's definitely a very good place for people to go if they're not sure um, or they want to just brush up on what the laws are regarding um, photography and art um, in Australia, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's important to at least have a knowledge of the law in the country, think, but then also yeah. don't, I think don't just slap a, it in their face no, as a response. No. Yeah. I think if you're a serious street photographer, you probably already know a very broad brush of stroke of what the rules are. I'm sure you know it as well. You know, we both, we both kind of know the very basics, but then this is a good website if you want to get into the nitty gritty. But again, don't be that asshole that just goes, and I've done it before. You know what? Years ago, and I'll give you an example, and I felt like a prick afterwards and the cops actually got called. I was at the Perth train station taking photos of um, trains and I was doing like... Um, slightly long exposures like when the doors open and everyone flooded out um, yeah. and like a long exposure so I get that that shutter drag of all the people coming out looking blurry from the train doors I got some cool photos this this really gruff security guard came over and sort of had a go at me and told me I can't do what I'm doing here um, and I was like well dude yes I can and he's trying to tell me that um, it's against the law and blah 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 and I was like well man it's not like don't be an asshole and like I pulled up the Trans Perth website and I was like Go and read the website, you fucking asshole. Like, your website says I can be here and do this. I'm not breaking any rules. Like, fuck off and leave me alone, you being a wanker. He called the cops. Cops came over. Two cops, like, essentially, they tried at the beginning. One copper tried to, like, give me a spiel about terrorism. And, and you can mm. take it for, and, and I was like, mate, I actually had a go. I was like, you can fuck off as well if you think I'm a fucking terrorist taking photos. <laughs> and it wasn't until like a senior, another two cops oh, came man. with a senior sergeant guy. And he, and I was just like, man, he's just like, oh, no, I mean, you just, just, you know, yeah, it's not against me, but just, why don't you just move along just, for now and just go don't do it. someone yeah. else? And I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah, he was a really cool dude. Thanks, man. And then yeah. I, I, I used that. I slapped this guy in the face with, fuck off I'm allowed to be here and look where it got me the police came yeah and more police came and it's not worth waste it. of everyone's time better off just being polite um, and yeah one other time it happened was out of genuine I was at the Subiaco train station and this was long exposure days on digital as well you know that classic shot the, the you know the street leaks Instagram shot of the trains but long exposures through tunnels and all the lights drag and it was really trendy for a while i was shooting that at the subiaco train station and the security guards came up to me and asked me to move and they were all nervous because they were watching me on camera but genuinely it was only because and they told me listen when people are here doing what you're doing generally it means they're about to jump in front of a train and commit suicide and you're making us all really really nervous nervous can you please just not like we've had it happen before and i was just like yeah i'm you know what 100%. 100%. I totally understand. I'll pack up for the night. Thanks, guys. See you later. But they appro- sort of approached me in a different way. Yeah. Um, sure. Again, I yeah, think don't have be, some consideration, have some I guess, consideration, is the lesson yeah, as well. And yeah. just don't be that person who throws it in people's faces. Right. Read the situation. Yeah. Is the shot worth it? If it's not worth the hassle or the argument, just leave it. Just move yeah. on. Keep everyone happy. 
100 if it's really really worth it and it's a once in a lifetime sure stick it out for uh, the argument. you know what and most I of the time it's not i don't know what that shop could possibly be do you, in my head yeah. I'm going, i don't know what could that shop possibly be that it would be worth um unless let's say you're photographing police brutality and it may be worth you know, getting arrested and put in handcuffs to document that. Maybe. If an injustice is happening in front of your eyes. But other than that, yeah, just move on. Yep. All right. Any closing Good statements? One, great one. I know. This is great. Well, I don't, uh, this is one of those things that you could go on we for go on forever. If, yeah, if but I think let's yeah. not let yeah. this episode get too yeah. much longer. We can always save it or we Try can and, see yeah, what people are interested in hearing more about. Hopefully yeah. just, just under an hour. Because, um, for example, reading a situation is something that could be its own entire discussion or podcast, and that's something that's tricky when you're out there. Yep, and it's really important. 100%. But then, I think we've covered a lot of good ground. We have. All right. Well, yeah. thanks to everybody. If you manage to sit through this in its entirety, um, there'll be more things like these coming. Uh, probably more with Hashem because he's like, I'm a loser. He's about my one of my only film friends. <laughs> Debut episode. Yes, well, hopefully debut episode. Yeah, I really like. I'd like to see more photography conversations and less conversations about photography gear. You know what I mean? More, more, more of this sort of stuff um, is what for my, sure is this my goal? Totally. Yeah. All right, people. Well, thank you very much. Um, if anyone again can suggest a really good name for these, like I'll roll with it. You know, pay your likeness rights or something. I don't know. Come on, give me a name. Diarrhea is a good one. Yeah, for, for yeah. something. Anyway, uh, thanks everybody. Um, See you in the next uh, podcast. See you later. Thanks for the chat. See ya. Okay, now I can end recording and edit all that.